would you wash a bra before you wear it? Did you uh, get yes. it in the mail? I don't ever get mine in the mail. I buy mine at airports. <laughs> I know. Isn't that Can funny? that be the beginning of the podcast? <laughs> Welcome to Lunch with Shelly, the podcast featuring conversations with colleagues, friends, family, business leaders. At lunch, here's Shelly. Welcome to the latest episode of Lunch with Shelly. Today's guest is Michelle Corsmo, a VVIP in my heart, as well as in Washington, D.C. Michelle does it all. She's a great mom, a beloved wife, sister, daughter, and friend. And she is also the CEO of the National Restaurant Association, which is quite obviously our favorite industry. We've been friends for a long, long time. And over the years, I have admired her for her quick wit, great sense of humor, enormous capacity for caring, and what Nelson has coined as her Midwestern cool, which is a new term that I really love. I smile every time she walks into a room, just like I did today, and I cannot wait to just get to it. So without further ado, welcome to lunch, Michelle. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> I love that intro. As you know, I am a listener of the podcast, and one of the things I was thinking about today is, <gasps> Shelly's going to say all those fabulous things about me like she does everybody else. You have such a gift for making people feel great. Oh, that intro you. is so nice. Yeah. Well, well, it is heartfelt. And let me offer this, too, the people here at the Palm where we are, you know, when I'm setting up and, you know, you came in earlier, it was on, on the phone, it's like, hey, they used this coat, the eagle has landed. And so you have so much respect everywhere you go, Michelle. And they were like, hey, she's here. Michelle's yeah, right. here. Okay, Sweet. cool. Thank you. Well, Michelle is a huge palm person and out of order because I had a first question for you, but yeah. Michelle's picture is on the wall. Is Which is yeah. yes, it's in right around the corner. Nice, it's really good. Well, that's a whole well, status. It was a, a long time ago, so I was younger. <laughs> so, they make you look good at the bottom. I'll tell you the story. Yeah, I'll tell you the story yeah, about yeah. Um, getting my picture on the wall. So I used to come for lunch because it was very close to where my office was, and it was always fun. One, I like it because. It's not really, to use a Shelly phrase, it's not really a chick place, right? It's kind of a guy's hangout. And I think which it's... Which is what we like. Which is what we like. Um, <laughs> sometimes we like chick places. Yeah. But uh, it's, like, I think it's great. Plus, I like the food at the Palm. But more right. than that, as I tell Michael, I love the Palm show, right? right? The team is so warm and friendly, and they're always glad to see you, and they get to know you, and you get to know them, and it's really fun. So when Tommy was the maitre d', he used to say to me, Michelle... We need to get your picture on the wall. And I was like, oh, Tommy, I don't think so. Because the other thing I thought about is, you know, as an executive at a trade association, if I had my picture on the wall, I thought my members would all say, what do you do? Spend your life well, at the Palm? And that's so Midwestern of you because <laughs> in the first episode, and it's in the teaser, mm -hmm. Cheryl and I were offered to get our Speaking picture on the wall. good Midwesterners. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. And Cheryl was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Go, yeah. Cheryl. Right. Uh, and it was so, so funny. So Tommy. Tommy, no, so Tommy convinced me to do it, and it was great, and I'm so glad I did. Uh, and I'm just because I love having my picture on the wall with Tommy. I also love in the background you can hear the wine glasses. I breaking. know. I well, and you know, we were talking. I told you we did a podcast earlier with Laurent at Cafe Milano, 
And it's the same vibe here. I mean, two things. First of all, the waiters here, this is their profession. This right. is everybody's profession. Right. So you see the same people over and over again. And they're so fantastic. And they're so welcoming. Right. And they know you. And you know them. And there's like this great comfort level. It is. It is. So it was a couple of jobs ago when I was here at the Palm all the time. And then I got a new job. And I was so excited. I came in. I was like, hey, guys, guess what? I got a new job. And I think it was Michael who said to me, uh, where's your office? And I said, oh, it's over at 15th and H. So it's not very far. And he says, it's been nice knowing you, Michelle. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm like, no, I'll come back. Well, Tommy, um, who Michelle, what was Tommy's last name? Giacomo, right? Giacomo. Yeah, Giacomo. Yes, thank you. Nice, he Claude. was so cool and so fantastic and so nice to me. And he and I became very friendly when I was in my early 20s because, uh, unbelievably, well, I was coming Tommy here for Tommy loved lunch. the young, attractive 20-year-old right. women well, coming nice. to the bomb. But the other thing was, is in those days, and my um, uh, maiden name is, you know, so long and impossible to spell, I used to make reservations under Garcia, <laughs> i.e. Jerry Garcia. And I would call. And in those days, I would Back always call, and I'd be like, table for two, Garcia, and Tommy would be like, ha, ha, ha. And then he would know, of course, it was me. So, Claude, you're going to have to figure out if in every podcast of Shelley's, there's some <laughs> reference to Jerry Garcia. Of course. Well, and Mike, apparently. Do you know Jerry Garcia? Well, I've met him. We okay. talked about that very briefly with Chrissy. You should listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike, apparently, is a deadhead. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh. I mean, we touched As on it very deadhead, briefly. I can't find other deadheads. I don't have a good Well, you don't that. look. I know. Because yeah. I'm not a deadhead. Right. right. <laughs> well. Can we jump back to breakfast really quick? Why do you hate breakfast? Because oh, I don't like waking up and showering and being all oh, ready so okay. early. Right. Like when okay. Michelle and I worked together. So Michelle and I met at the Department of Labor. <laughs> and thank you, Elaine Chow, for getting Yay. us together. And thank you. Stephen thank Law. you. And um, we would have 9 o'clock meetings. And also, you know, I mean, on Capitol Hill, like, you just have to get to work at 9 or before. I know where you're going, and I've forgotten about this until right now. But keep going. Oh, the 9 o'clock meetings. Well, anyway, my point is, is that when I started owning my own company and I didn't go downtown, it just is very difficult. No, I remember you sliding in at, like, 902, 903, 905. Well, I would like to say 856, 857. Well, we're going to, at least the gentleman is going to need menus. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Actually, this is Chuck, by the way. Chuck, say hi. (laughs) You're never interrupted. This table is perfect today. (laughs) Actually, uh, Claude may need a menu, but you know what we need is I always want to hear what your specials are, and I'm always excited because it's Friday. I've got crawfish etouffee today. Oh, my goodness. Power lunch, which is great. Yeah. I've got black and salmon over Caesar. Yeah, which is always good. And I've got everything else on I want what we had the last time. Oh, you, we, we had, had the, the blackened salmon over arugula with apples. Apple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's Chuck, um, he's getting a menu. For <laughs> Do you know what you want? I don't. I don't. Yeah. Oh, oh, I it's on the power lunch. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask, but I don't know that you have it, the filet medallions with the uh, cabbage and onions and jalapeno. Remember that great? Yeah. That's kind of, we haven't, yeah. Oh, it's been too long. On special days when it's not 
Isn't this too special? <laughs> it should be. It should be. Well, I'm going to have, please, that. That blackened salmon with the salad with the apples and yeah. all that stuff. Please. Yeah, I am. Thank you. Oh, wait, <laughs> Shelly, there's easy. cheese on it. There's a blue cheese on it. Oh, thank you. No blue cheese. You want blue cheese? Yes, I do, please. One no blue cheese. Both blackened salmon over the apple and blue One no blue cheese. And I've got your small big screen in the etouffee. Thank you. Thank you. He's what so a pro. You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. Well, you know, I started in the restaurant industry, too. Oh, right tell us, tell us. Yeah, well, that. I worked at McDonald's at First George's. Okay. <laughs> that is that legit is restaurant industry. That's hilarious. So, throwing out a little restaurant info here, do you realize that restaurants are, restaurant jobs are the ones, they've done Gallup's done this great survey about skills that their people are looking for in jobs. And every industry values the skills you learn in restaurant jobs. So those skills you learn at McDonald's right. matter. It's where I learned that nothing happens unless you do it. Someone has to oh, do it. I mean, you go to McDonald's and yeah. you order something and you just wait there. And, yeah. and you know, you, you're not connected to the work that it takes. Even from going down to the basement, to the freezer, to get more burgers and more fries, you know. I learned that like nothing happens unless someone does it. Right. Well, who's going to do it? Well, that's a fantastic well, life lesson. You're the, you're right. the guy who gives two spaces. Right. You're looking around like who's going to get the prize? Get the pass. <laughs> right. like, I will. Do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get this out of the way All because right. um, we do have to talk about restaurants. But here's the question. Yes. Restaurants opening for lunch, Michelle. What did you hear? What did you know? What was everybody talking about? I mean, post-pandemic, restaurants opening for yes. lunch? Yes. Reopening for lunch. How yeah. hard is it? Are they it's interested it's, in it? It's interesting because it's really sporadic. It kind of depends on what part of the country you're in and how much of that community is back working in offices and right. how much isn't. I know. It depends on what kind of restaurant you have. Do you have a full-service sit-down? Do you have a quick-service restaurant? Um, and so there's, there's a, a lot of hit and miss in that. But in most parts of the country, people feel pretty good about businesses back, but it's back in different places than it was beforehand. Would so you that say footprint. city, urban versus rural? or like- um, Everything that's kind of rural, uh, more suburbia, um, tends to be pretty good. Pretty for solid. lunch? For lunch. Oh, good. Um, urban is spotty, right? It just so urban is worse. Oh, that's yeah, so it depends interesting. depends on where you are. But generally, um, business is good, right? People oh, good. Great, right? Restaurant industry is doing well. They're dealing with so much pressure from increased food costs. I mean, everybody's right. seen it. And, they and labor costs. And labor costs, which is tough. Um, everybody's, you know, they're happy to pay more for great labor. It's always thinking about how do you manage it in the menu prices because where's the sensitivity where people are like, I, I can't do it anymore. How do right. I make that decision? So your meetings were successful though? Yeah, my meetings are great. You know, I always think one of the nice things about trade associations is the number of people you get to meet. Yeah. And I'm always find it that I'm really lucky that I get to go out and see so many of the people that are operating restaurants and talk about what's going on. Delaware was really interesting um, being with them. They also had the legislators in the state come and speak to their board. 
And they had every uh, legislative leader, both House and Senate, Republican and Democrat. And it was really nice to hear them talk about their agenda for the year and how they work together. I also think it's good because it's, you know, it's more personal. So they're not as neat. It's oh. less about the uh, headline yeah. and the click that they're going to get and any kind of the retreats. And it's more about what are they doing for the state of Delaware. Well, what, by the way, is Delaware Delaware known for food-wise? I don't know. I didn't ask that question. They're the first state. I don't know what the... (laughs) Is there a food? I mean, you know, you think about Philadelphia. It's not really crab. Well, that would... So Maryland is crab. Maryland is crab. Cheesesteak and... Well, Pennsylvania is like a bit uh, hearty food. Claude is looking it up. I don't know. What is Delaware known for from a food perspective? Well, they have beaches, so maybe it's sort of... A beach I mean, I think that they have all of those things we just talked about. They've got crabs in Delaware. Yeah, according to Google, steamed crabs. Yeah, for Delaware but, I mean, too. Yeah, but, I don't know. Anybody that's on the show borrowing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't say they're borrowing it. They haven't done as good a job as Maryland of marketing it. Now, the, oh, perhaps. Yeah, the state food uh, says peaches. So peach pie. Oh. Uh, Does Georgia know? I love right? peaches. Exactly. <laughs> That's a really good question. I think it's interesting what every state kind of thinks of as their food and what I they're know. proud of. What's North Dakota known for then? Well, there's a lot of Scandinavians from North right. Dakota. And so um, our joke about Scandinavian food is that... Um, Everyone's thin. <laughs> if that, if that. No, that um, the Scandinavian spices are sugar, salt, and sometimes pepper. That's uh, But generally, all of the food is beige. Uh, one thing that we make in our house sometimes is lefse, which is a Norwegian food. It's a potato so you make a dough out of a potato so it's potato and flour and then you um, grill it on a big flat skillet so it's almost like a potato tortilla Uh, and then you can do very flat very flat okay Um, just like a tortilla it's you know white with brown um, cooked spots and you can put all kinds of things in it traditionally it's butter and sugar my family is actually split. My husband's a brown sugar, and I'm a white sugar person on Lefsa, so we've been trying to compare the kids. I think I'd be with John. I love brown sugar. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You always want to suck up to John. <laughs> suck up. Um, it just happens that way. But you can also put you know, bacon in it, or I know traditionally they would put cold potatoes in it, cold mashed potatoes in it. So this is hearty food for people that are out working on the boats, I potato guess. Potato on Fishing potato. Boats. Potato on yep. potato. Um, or you can put pickled herring in it. You can do all kinds of things. You can put things. caviar in it. You could put caviar in it. That would and be sour interesting. Cream. That would actually probably be pretty good. I know. Well, that it sounds like good. it's very flexible. Yeah, I think it is. You know, it's just it's a vehicle, right? I mean, I right. always thought that Lefse was a vehicle I love for tortillas. butter and sugar. Right, that could be yeah. anything. Yeah. But that's really a good question. I mean, I guess, like, I think we just... I know my mother went through a long spate of cooking, but really, yeah. I guess comfort food for me is deli. Yeah, she mm-hmm. could. She could. I think for like 280 days, because wow. she was scared to death that someone was going to sneeze or cough in their food. So well, even when people mm-hmm. were doing yeah. takeout, she that cooked. Was a, that yeah. was a real fear. Yeah. Right. 
It's still actually a concern. Yeah. I mean, I was out with somebody yesterday who got uh, terrible food poisoning, which is not necessarily pandemic-related, but there, there's a lot of stuff going around that's not even COVID. It's right. just yeah. colds. Right, right. Well, we all, I think, have weakened immune systems. From- yeah. Well, and anytime someone gets sick now... You know, they preface. You you know, it's, it's not I, COVID, I tested, right? I tested right. negative. Right, right. It's not COVID. Right. You know, but you still don't want do whatever's going around. Right, right. Because but we also have to live our lives. That's exactly right. Thing. Exactly right. But I'm just saying, like, this new thing that I've heard about, it takes three or four weeks to uh, get out of your system. Oh, I know. That sounds miserable. I know. You are listening to Lunch with Shelly. Claude, are you going to eat that salad, or is it just... Oh, I am. I am going to eat this salad. It's been great. Shelly, would you mind handing me a fork? I would not. Oh, that's hilarious. You lost your fork? I've been really trying to eat my breadsticks quietly. Yeah. No, I have two, although we're out of breadsticks. We never get enough of the breadsticks. I know Chuck doesn't really bring very much, but here comes our food. See, I told you you needed to eat your salad. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Do you want me to put this salad over here? I'm going to take care of the salad okay, now, actually. Thank you. I do. Merci beaucoup. Yes, beautiful. Oh, my God, this is gorgeous. I'm sorry? you like any hot sauce with that? Oh, no, I'm fine. Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question, though. Chuck, I would love a little of your fresh ground pepper. Oh, I'll have some, too. You are listening to Lunch with Shelly. I was thinking about this today. When I was listening to a podcast coming to the office, because what you know, I, podcast? <gasps> it wasn't Smart Lunch Shelly because I was already kept up. I do like Smartless. I was listening to At the Table, which is the podcast for the table group. Patrick Lynchoni wrote the book Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Did you know this book? No. Five Dysfunctions book. of a Team. Five Dysfunctions of a Team. He's, he's I written don't many it. books. <laughs> right. I, yeah. You don't need it, plus you and Claude have a um, strong, cohesive team, so you don't need to worry about any dysfunction. He's written a number of books all about organizational health and, and has a company and a consulting business built around how to make companies stronger and healthier and people oh. happier at work. And he's got this great podcast that I love to listen to. I especially love to listen to it going to work because I think it puts me in the right frame of yeah. mind for the day. Very clever. And so the one this morning was about principle over policy. And it's, it was a lesson I needed to hear this morning, and I think a good lesson for everybody in all of this, that what you should talk about is the principle for what you are looking for, what you're trying to achieve, what you want the outcome to be, and then let people figure out how, how to get there. Instead of creating these policies where there's a bright line and then you're on the right side of it or the wrong side of it or people disagree with it or it's too rigid and you don't take into account something human, right? So all of these stories about where people were going and what they were doing after they were shutting everything down, there was probably some really important human elements, or maybe not, but to give people the benefit of the doubt, really important human element to why they were doing whatever they were doing, dancing at weddings and all the rest of it. Uh, But if you're prescriptive in the policy, instead of being more... Uh, no, no, uh, explaining There's uh, a spirit that, of what we're trying to do. Yeah. But I want to make guidelines as far as here's right. how you got to go about right. doing it. But one of the things that I was thinking about in really practical terms is 
we've got a policy now of community days in our offices. We have four locations, and we've been talking about, as every company Wait, does, four locations. we have four locations. So we've got our office in D.C., and then we have an office in Chicago where um, it's freaking freezing right it's now. It's cold. Right. And an office in Orlando where oh, nice. it's lovely and sunny and they're yeah. all super happy and, help- and healthy. And then an office in uh, Lansing, Michigan. And each oh. office has different um, capabilities and things that they do um, for the association and the industry. But one of the things that we've been talking about is how do we handle this back to work hybrid work right. policy, and we've got a pretty good the way we work policy. But what is it? Just well, our policy is we want people in the office um, four times a month, and that's it, or eight times a month, eight times okay. a month, two times a week, okay. and you know people don't necessarily. Some people are great at it. Um, some people aren't. It varies by teams, which makes sense. Are we happy um, over here? We are happy Unbelievably. Over here. you like that? Absolutely. That's great. But this salad is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you hardly eaten. I'm, uh, well, I'm talking too much. I'm going to stop talking and let you talk. We won't stop asking you questions. I know. Oh, I finish this and then you can talk. The problem the show is we don't take pictures and we don't, we don't allow the guests Because <laughs> we have so much fun. But we enjoy, we enjoy each moment, and that's what's most important. But that's the point of lunch. Yes, that is the point of lunch. Well, among many other things. But enjoyment overall. Anyway, go ahead. No, so going back to the principle versus policy, so we've started to have community days where twice a month in every office there's a set day that we want everybody to be in the office. And the point of that is what we know we're missing is the collaboration and the fun and being together and having friends at work and the chit-chat. Knowing someone. Right. Knowing someone. I mean, that's, that's how we met. That's right. how we met. Right? And all of those friendships. I mean, we met at work and got to be friends at work. And right. it's now been several decades. I know. And it will be lifelong. It'll I mean, be lifelong. Yeah. Right. We'll be at one of each of other's funerals. Well, we've been to <laughs> each other's first. weddings. That's exactly it only makes right. sense. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up, but I'll get back to that. Go ahead. Oh, good. Um, and so I'm getting questions. We're getting questions about... Well, is this mandatory? Do we have to be there on community days? And what does this mean? And I'm thinking about the way to solve this is to answer the question with the principle, not a policy about being mandatory. The principle is that we want you to be part of the team. And if you're not participating in community days, you're not part of the team in the same way, in the same fun connection way that others are. And so the way I've approached it thus far before this is you know obviously you've got work meetings or travel or it's a family vacation you should be doing that instead of making it work for community day but if you don't right you should be in the office well you know so actually and now you can eat because i uh, have been thinking a lot of course about the podcast and it's 2023 and claude and i are really excited about the year and the people that we have and the and you of course today and the people that we have coming up but i had lunch with another podcaster and she was talking about the importance of describing the why. Right. And so for you, you were saying, well, it's joy and it's and it's fun. And, and all of those things are actually true and terrifically primary. But there is a bigger underlying why that I'm searching for the right words to use. Because the underlying why is about 
interpersonal right, uh, relationships and the importance of face-to-face -face and, and the eye contact and the secrets. And I've been dancing around it, and I'm not far away from coming up with the why, but I'm, I'm working on distilling it. But what I pass along to you, and I think that you're saying yeah. the same thing with different words, is the why. Right. Like, why do they need to come in? And That's it's hard great. to describe... You know, and, and I, nobody has a water cooler anymore, so oh, sure. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that phrase we do, or we term. Have a coffee machine. Right. No. Well, but so it's the same idea, but it, I can't tell you how valuable that was for me to just run into somebody or see somebody or you or somebody that you just think is cool and you both are having coffee and the person could even say what are you working on or I like your blazer or something and it just makes your day you know or like for the next two hours you're like wow and it makes me um, not terribly concerned because it's a completely different world that I'm almost sometimes feeling like I'm playing catch up with well that's the thing I think what happens is even those who've had the experience but now they're remote and kind of fighting to get back in it's one of those experiences that you never regret when you go right it's just hard to get you to go now where before that's what we it's all we did right. we just, we just it's went. cold there's yeah. a commute right but there's also, excuse me, you, you meeting, but there's this great commercial, and it was, I think, last year. But it was very much of a signal of COVID being over because there was this girl, a young woman, and she was in sweatpants. And then, whatever, I can't remember who bought the commercial, but she does this transformation, and all of a sudden she washes her hair and she puts on real clothes, mm -hmm. i.e., not sweatpants. And she looks so much better, and she's so rejuvenated, you know? And it was just this really great capsule of how it feels when you actually do have to go somewhere, and you right. are putting on your clothes, and you are washing your right. hair, and, right. you know, I mean, it's, it's a the, feeling. It is. I mean, it's the same thing. I really don't wear heels very often after yeah, the pandemic. Right. That's Me too. a big change, which I like very much. My feet are very happy about. But there's something different in the way that I feel. When I'm wearing heels, there's something different in the seriousness, the formality, and there are times and places where heels matter. And you feel like a boss. And you feel heels. like a boss. That's yeah. part of why women wear them. But what's fascinating, Shelley, is this is exactly why we have lunch, and it's why I love to have lunch with you, is because you have said something that actually makes me think more deeply about this conversation, what I was thinking about, and how we talk about... Um, the principle behind community is the why. It's the why. So yeah. the why isn't actually to have fun and to be friends. The why is so that you know it's each other deeper, better and precisely. you can trust and you each make other. a connection. Right. It's connection. And it's the trust, right? So yeah. if you go back to what do teams and groups need, they need to trust each other. Well, the only way you can trust each other is if you know each other. Right. And you have to know each other personally. Should we talk about our girl group? Because I do feel like we're missing part of our team here. You're part of a girl group. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a great friendship, and there are five of us, so one of us moved, but she's still part of the group. And it's a really nice circle of trust. It is. Yeah. And also, we've known We've been together for a long time. A long time. And, and there have only been a few times, really less than uh, five, you know, less than my, the fingers on my hand, that there's been an emergency meeting 
But there had been a couple of emergency meetings, and we were all like, we dropped everything that we were doing. Yep. Which I think we'll always do. Are important. Yeah. Makes all the difference. Is Jane part of this girl? Yes. Okay. Of course. So good. And well, we might as well shout out Marlene and Sue. Yeah. Claude is very willing to do group um, podcasts. But we had to tiptoe into it because (laughs) you have no idea what you're getting into. We do need to do that. Yeah, Claude, you may want to just want to sit back and watch in that situation. But we should do a um, podcast of yours with the group because it's such an important part of our relationship is being together. So we'll get Jean back in town or maybe we can go to her, which would be really fun. Yeah. Let's go in the summer. And that's how you know I know Claude is through Jean. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's right because you she was doing bipartisan. Yeah, I listened to that. This is very cool about Claude. He wrote a children's book. You did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with, air quotes, my uh, 10-year-old son, Manny. Yeah. So, he stutters. So, we wrote a book called It's Okay to Be Me about a kid named Manny who stutters. That's great. And even though he gets frustrated and sometimes embarrassed, he doesn't allow it to shake his confidence. Good for him. He's got to say. We just started releasing them maybe two weeks ago. Growing up, I stuttered. (laughs) And my wife, she stuttered growing up. And so, we figured, you know... Once he started, like you and your wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now neither one of them. Unbelievable that you know each other. But even if he doesn't grow out of it, I think there's a space, yeah, of course, for him to not let it limit him. So, when you think about life, right, and kind of how the path turns out. I mean, I certainly didn't think I was going to be the CEO of the National Trade Association. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> I don't think I did. I mean, you know, does any teenager think that this is what oh, you want to do? Oh, a teenager, like, right. As a kid, what are you going to do in your life? Um, you know, we all have things that hold us back, and it's all internal. Oh, thank you. Pardon my reach. No, it's all right. Thank you. you got it. And you don't, like, it's all the self-limiting. So how do we keep people from self-limiting? Right, right, all right. And that's the thing I would suspect that you feel as a parent with somebody who stutters. is How do you keep that from being self-limiting so that he can still do anything and everything that he wants to do? Well, it's so interesting that you're in radio. So, like, did you you grow out of it? What was your, and you're so, he's very close with his mother. Yeah, I grew out of it by the time I was, I don't know, maybe 20... 22 or so, it was, it was done. You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. I think everybody's comfortable with you, Shelly. Oh, that's nice. That's why I want to do, I do want to see the girls together. I want to see Shelly in the midst of multiple people <laughs> to see the dynamic, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so this is one what one I one love Yeah, this is what I love about our girl group, and I've said this before, and I think that maybe it was just the power of adult relationships, but the ability to have a group of women that come together and we would talk about what's going on with the debt ceiling crisis and the pros and cons of raising the debt ceiling and the struggle with how you make those uh, decisions and what's really the right thing to do. We would talk about challenges at work, uh, co-workers, projects, problems we're trying to solve. And then we talk about shoes, uh, what Shelly was wearing usually. Uh, and we talk about, you know, books, like light, easy, yeah. girlfriend stuff. But it was also that travel, upcoming travel stuff, kids. 
You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. So when you guys buy something in store and take yep. it home, do you wash it before you wear it? I never wash before sometimes I wear it. Sometimes it depends. Yeah, sometimes it depends. It depends on what the um, item is. Like if it's something where you know when you wash it, it's still going to look great. Okay, then go ahead and wash yeah, it. Yeah, but oh, I wouldn't things, wash a sweater before no. I, right, I yeah. if I got a sweater in the mail, which I have, I would not wash that. Okay. And okay. you have to sort of dry clean, for my sweaters, you have to dry yeah, clean them anyway. But a bra, see, I think a bra is actually on the cusp. Underwear you should probably wash. But do you wash a bra before you wear it? Do you get it in the mail? I don't ever get mine in the mail. I buy mine at airports. (laughs) I know. Isn't that funny? Can that be the beginning of the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) That is the most lowbrow thing I think I've ever heard you say, and I've known you for a really long time. So, in airports... You know, you're, I'm traveling all the time, so I don't really right. have time to... But you can try things on, right. which is nice. You're a captive audience, right? I've, I've got to be there early. And they also, sometimes they say that they're like a really good sales. Like, I feel oh, like yeah, you could get a two-week uh, suitcase for cheaper at the airport for some reason. No, I, I think that that's pretty consistent across the board. Okay. Uh, but I think for Spanx, like, sometimes it's been, I need new tights. Right. Uh, and so that's been a great thing. But, I mean, do you have time when you go to the airport? If I'm flying out, I'll usually have, you know, 45 minutes before my flight leaves. And so that's plenty of time to go in and get what I need and go. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, you already know your size, so yeah. you're not really trying it on. No, but sometimes I do try it on if it's a different style. Oh, my God. So you have your luggage and you take off. Like, I'm a pretty efficient traveler. I'm sure. I keep it all very tight. I know, but still, that's the last thing I think yeah. I'd want to do is take off my shirt in an airport when I'm traveling. And TSA <laughs> will thank you for that. <laughs> You've been a great guest, by the thank way. You. In case you were wondering. Should we uh, eat? I was worried that I'm not. Oh, they're dimming the lights. Maybe that's a sign. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Lunch with Shelly. Share the podcast, rate, and review. 